support the work of Strike Level Sports by heading to Fanatics.com and purchasing officially licensed gear from the NFL, the NBA, and more. Each purchase made through the text link below goes into the funding of the Strike Seven Sports brand. To proceed, go to the link strikesevensports.com forward slash fanatics. I say again, strikesevensports.com forward slash fanatics. Thank you. Yo, what's up? This is your boy, Derek Branch, at Strike7Sports.com. It's another episode of Strike7Sports Podcast. Joined by my co-host, Brian Bodden, Leo the Seabird. This is the episode of Strike7Sports Podcast. So, pretty much for the day, for the night, it's going to be a NBA-led podcast for the majority of, of the show. Just talk about some couple things that's been going on to close out the NBA season. Uh, I think it's I think it's not safe to say that the uh, playing uh, teams are established. So we're gonna just uh, preview and predict those games, and we're gonna talk. First thing we're gonna talk open things up with uh, what went down, what was said last night by uh, Lakers uh, star forward LeBron James, and the comment of him wanting to play with Steph Curry, and is it breadcrumbs to that? So we follow breadcrumbs to that, or we just it should just not really work with it. So I'm just gonna go ahead and play that audio from the episode of the shop of uh it showed the uh shop yesterday, last night. Um in today's game. Not just motherfuckers in today's game, but Steph Curry. Yeah. Steph Curry's the one that I wanna play with for sure in today's game. Watch that. When he got out of his car, you better guard him right from the moment he pulls up to the arena. As soon as he gets out of his car, you better guard him. You might want to guard him when he gets out of the bed. Parking deck. Swear to God. We ain't guard him as soon as he got out of the bed. Don't let him touch that. That's the but he like he a lot like you too. Yeah, me and Luca, we good. I mean, this close to this. All right, man. So there you have it. LeBron stating that uh, he would like to play with Steph Curry. Um, so today, I think it's on the radio show, they, they, they talked to Steph about it. He was just saying that he's flattered by it, but he's good where he's at. So I just want to ask y'all just, um, y'all on opinion. Uh, y'all think there's some truth to that or he's leaking that out intentionally or that's just something you just want to say, just my worship is. My aspiration. I'll, I'll, take, won't Go ahead. I'll take this one first. This, to me, I know we're talking about it, but I really feel like this is a non-story. And let me tell you why. It's nice to talk about, but I just don't see how realistically it happening unless if LeBron doesn't want to re-sign with the Lakers and willing to take a pay cut and he's going to Golden State. Because Steph Curry isn't going to the Lakers. So I just don't. It's a nice fantasy. I don't read too much into it. It's a LeBron asked the question was asked a question he gave his answer but the chances of it realistically happening 
are slim to none. So that's why this to me, I, I don't think it's that big of a story. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it is, man, but you never know with these things, right? You never know where these breadcrumbs can leak out. These things, you know, LeBron, he could be cryptic sometimes. He may be throwing some stuff out there because, uh, you know, situation with the situation with the the Lakers is just <laughs> based on everything I've heard, I've listened to, researched on. Unless they blow it all up, that team is coming back next year. That same team, same type of team is coming back next season. So I'm trying to get from out from the situation. I like to play with Steph Curry. But I don't know if it's going to happen. But I think if, if they really wanted to have it, if the, the, the Warriors really wanted Steph Curry, not Steph Curry, but when LeBron James, they would make try to find a way to fit him onto their cap. But I doubt it, man. I think Steph, um, Steph is uh, happy with where the situation he's in right now. So I don't think it's really nothing to it right now. But we'll see. What about you, Leo? It's a non-story for me. Not really worth even really even you know talking about because you know it'll never happen logistically and. While it's like a hypothetical situation, and we all saw what Curry said in response, we can all have imagination, basically, and we all can have thoughts. But you know, realistically, that'll never happen. So it's really a non-story, in my opinion. I hear you, man. And um, as we say this, as we speak, as we talk on this live right now, I got I'm looking on my uh, my YouTube feed, and I got a Khan Kaherd out here. Um. Got a live stream right now talking about LeBron should recruit Luca over Steph Curry. <laughs> so I don't know, man. But the way I see it with, with Kyle Hurd, man, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the dude because I think he's talented and all that. Got a, um, a good night. I like his business model, but I think he's paid off by uh, Clutch, man. Put that stuff out, man. I think he is. And he may, I mean, he may have something. When, when someone wants to come out, they, they push it through to him. So I mean, I won't say I don't, I don't think Steph wants to play with LeBron. LeBron, man, I don't. Wait, we'll find. Can I Go say ahead. one thing? Go ahead. I, if he's saying he should pick Luca over Steph, I agree with him. I agree with him. Yeah. I don't know if that's a debate y'all want to have, but I agree with him. Luca's younger, uh, and I think he can. Luca needs a, as good as they've been. He needs another guy. I'm preferably you would rather it be a younger guy, but if LeBron, it's all about the money at this point. If LeBron's willing to take a pay cut, that like I'm talking about big time pay cut, then it, it LeBron's doing there, man. Yeah, but yeah, it's a billion That's why I don't see a lot of this stuff happening. But let's say for some reason the Lakers decide to blow it up, and they and look, they tell LeBron, you can we'll pay you, but this is going to be a rebuild, and he chooses he doesn't want to. Be part of that. Maybe he's willing to take less to compete. I don't know. But if you had to choose between Steph and Luca, to me it's Luca and it's a no-brainer. That's just me. Go ahead, Leo. Um. Well, I do think that it, it is a good, you know, it's a good conversation to have. I obviously Stephen Curry is still a top. Uh, keep in mind, Stephen Curry is a shooter, so. 
even though I really don't take age into this because he can he has he could play until he's 40, 41, 42. You can still get four or five, six good more years out of him. So I really don't tell age into it. You may say people might say Luca's a more complete player. He may be more of a better fit for like LeBron because like he he can take the medal over in Los Angeles. But I really don't think Luca's going anywhere. He just signed a super max contract. Uh, he is committed to to Dallas. Dallas is a, right now is a winning team. Why would he leave a winning team for a non-winning team? Um, you have to think about that too. So, and obviously, I think he was saying, I think he was saying LeBron should, you know, yeah, yeah that's the only way. Luke ain't leaving. Talk, Luca, like, Luca, he should c- convince the Lakers to go to Dallas. Oh, he's convinced the Lakers to trade him to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. I, that's the way I see it. And then what would then the next question is what is compensation going to look like? What will like will this have to be a three team deal to make sure everyone gets equal parts? And then that's that's when those questions come in. But really, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. I mean, if yeah, if you were talking about LeBron going going to Dallas, okay, now that makes sense because then you get it's an aging star with a rising star. So and you really not gonna have after LeBron's not gonna have to really do that much. I mean, he's still gonna be LeBron, but he's not gonna have to be. Oh, he's gonna have to average thirty points a game because you already have somebody doing that. So it would take a lot off off his shoulders. Yeah, we'll see. You don't think? Uh, I heard a Kyrie rumor this today, man. What? Kyrie to the LA. The Lakers or the, or the Clippers? The Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> The Lakers. Oh man, Kyrie, he just said he wanted he wanted he's not leaving Brooklyn. So he said, I'm not leaving seven behind. So you know what this time I'm gonna take him for his word. Yeah, I think Russ move they they rule they move they move uh, Russ contract to Charlotte. I could see it happening. Uh, I was listening to Laker Nation, uh their YouTube video and they were making a lot of points why Charlotte would do it because we all know what the Lakers do, but why Charlotte would do it because they got some big contracts they're gonna have to be paying up, and so if you can get a, a cap space, that that would help you. And so I I could see it working for both sides. The only thing is we know what the contracts they can figure out. The question for me is the picks. Because if I'm the Lakers, I'm not giving up a first round pick like unprotected. I'm willing to do a swap. I'm willing to do swaps, but I'm not going to give up a first-round pick unprotected for an expiring contract. I've never seen that happen. If it has multiple years, I've seen that happen, but not for an expiring. And most of the times, those picks are protected. But I'm definitely not giving up an unprotected pick for an expiring contract. That's a, a no-starter for me. So that's what they'll have to decide. But I, I, I would definitely do that trade if I'm both parties. But we'll see. Um. It depends what that Charlotte package looks like. I haven't really heard any specifics on what that could look like. Um, if I'm Charlotte, the question is, do I want to take a declining Westbrook and they um, with a guy who is going to take up a lot of their salary space? Like, he's going to take up a lot of space. And, yeah, the first-round pick sounds good, but do they really need it? They have a lot of young and emerging players already. And LaMelo, Ball, you got James. They have a guy who's going to be – I think he's going to be really good. He hasn't even played yet in James Booknight. Like they have a lot of guards already. They're they're deep with the Rozier. You already have Rozier signed to a long term contract. You're gonna have to pay Lamelo Ball. You're gonna have you have Book Knight. You have like the the depth at guard play. Like I feel like a move like that wouldn't make sense for them. 
really from a from a maybe not maybe from maybe I mean Westbrook would help make them a, a better team, but I would say from a from a player standpoint, like they don't really need him. Does that make sense? Look, let me just explain. So let me just I don't know if you thought about it, but if Westbrook gets traded to Charlotte, he's gonna get bought out. He's not gonna be there. The only thing is they'll just keep that salary for that one year. And then after that, he's going to pick another team. And then once that salary comes out, that's all they're done with him. So he's not going to be playing for that. that that's Where do you think he goes? I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Uh, but he's not going to be playing. <laughs> for the most part, most teams, especially if they have a good guard situation, I was thinking maybe could he come back Sally with the Clippers? I don't know how that would work, but – uh, no, they don't need to play with Kawhi, man. Maybe Portland, because he and Scott Brooks are pretty tight. I don't know. Portland, they're blowing it up, man. They need to I come here. Yeah, I, I don't know. But one thing I do know is that he's he's not going to be there playing. That they, they would waive him before they – or even just tell him not. They'll do, treat him like John Wall before they play him. So That guy hasn't played in two years, man. Yeah, John Wall. Hopefully, I think he'll get either bought out or traded. But I think he'll be playing next. Still year. collecting it. Still collecting forty-seven million. That's pretty good for me. <laughs> I take the bread shoes. See, that's one thing about the NBA. The um, the the, the, uh, the basketball player association and and they when they would go bargain with the CBA and made all contracts guaranteed. Shoot, he's again. He he's not stealing. That's just that's what he's getting paid for. He he's paid. He's whether he's there or not, and. It's, so I mean, it is what it is. I salute to John Wall. Get your money, man. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out, man. Um, I think the the best bet for Lakers right now, man, is to uh, like next year stay try to stay healthy. Yeah, for the majority of the season, try to stay healthy with that core they have right now, and um, bring back a uh, monk. Yeah, bring that guy back. I, that's your best option. For a lot more, more you're, you're more reliable option, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, outside of AD. So we'll see. All right, man. Moving right along, let's talk about um, comment was made by Sixers star Joel Embiid on his MVP aspirations for this season. Um, I got a, a story pulled up from uh, CBS Sports, and there was a quote that says, "If I if he doesn't win MVP this season, I feel like they hate me." That's the title. So I'm just pull it up real quick. The 2022 NBA MVP. Coalesced around the three big, three best big men in basketball. Reigning MVP Nikola Jokic, Nuggets, two-time MVP and Finals MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid of the 76ers. Embiid is the only one of the bunch who does not have an MVP, and he set out to change that this season, not only with his play but with his comments in the media. While Jokic and Giannis have generally shrugged up questions about the award, Embiid has made it clear, especially over the past week or so, that he wants to win. On Sunday, after putting up 44.17 rebounds and five blocks to lead the Sixers past the Cleveland Cavaliers, yet another stunning performance. Embiid made some of the strongest comments yet. If winning the MVP happens, great, Embiid said. 
If it doesn't, I don't. Oh, well, if it doesn't, I don't know what I have to do. I feel like they hate me. I feel like the standard for guys are, are in Philly and, and, or for me is different than anyone else. All right. Last month, MB also received the backing of the new star of his new star teammate, James Harden, who said the big man deserves to win MVP. I've only seen Ollie been here for a few weeks. But I already see his mindset. He wants to win. Some guys just want numbers, but he has both. He, well, he has both. He has the, the mentality of winning, and he scores the ball at a high level. End quote. All right, man. So I'm going to just say this, man. The way I see it with that quote, those remarks, is that it, to me it's probably just messed up. Well, they're kind of backwards right now. You closing out the season. You got you made a move. Your team made a move for James Harden. You got off. You moved off of Ben Simmons. You trying to win a championship. You your first priority is to win a championship, and let the other stuff, MVP awards, and other stuff, follow through. Not focus on a Warren Bow, whether the league likes him or not. At the end of the season. So I think it's probably a little jacked up, right? When we say things like this, you know that you crying about he crying about the MVP over a championship, over winning the championship. You know, I think that shouldn't be his priority right now. He should be worrying about getting ready for the playoffs, man. That's what I feel about that. What do y'all think? I think that he uh, that Joel has had a phenomenal season. His numbers speak above like anything. I feel that he it's it's a very tight race this year. And like I understand why Joel is saying what he said because I feel like that there are times people underestimate how great he is on a player. And we, we don't always put him up there with the elite. Like I mean, obviously this year you have no choice because he's done so many even I mean, even when the law they lose, he's always putting up a phenomenal effort. So I agree with the comments he made, but I do think that similar to what you were saying that sometimes you have to let your place be for yourself. And you know, as a man of faith, you have to let your you have to let other people love like let other people lift you up. Don't worry about lifting yourself up because you are you're not. There's no point of you doing that. I mean, I understand the reason why you want to promote. It's promotion. That's what it yeah. is. It's promotion, and, and but your play promotes. You're, you're, you've been one of the most best big men in the league. It's going to come down to, to him, Giannis, or Yoke again. Somebody has to finish. Two people have to finish second. Someone has to finish second. Someone has to finish third. So I wish they could give up. They really, all of them deserve it. Yeah. Giannis made a strong case right now, though, man. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, bro. Uh, I have two things. It made me think, and I'm not saying Joel isn't getting a lot of love, but you know what they say. Sometimes if you don't toot your own horn, there's no music. So I understand what he's trying to do. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, go ahead again. Yeah. Sometimes if you don't toot your own horn, there's no music. So I understand what he's trying to do. But at the same time, just let your play speak for yourself. He obviously what an MVP is nice, but his goal is ultimately win the championship. That'd be a better because there's been a lot of great players uh, that haven't won MVP. MVPs you have to have just basically the best 
or be the most valuable player in the regular season. And there's a lot – like, you can make a case, not this year, but a lot of the years LeBron can win it every single year. But uh, it's, sometimes it's just not up to that. It's sometimes more numbers than actual what people see. Uh, but at the end of the day, Joel and B, unfortunately, he's not going to win it. I don't know if y'all know. The favorite is Jokic, and the numbers back it up. So, uh, but I would love for him to win it. But at the same time, you got bigger goals. So just focus on the NBA championship and then take it from there. But it's a nice individual award, but it's not it's not all in to be all. Yeah. You know what's interesting, though, man? All three of these guys are big, man. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, I mean, the premier skills, everything, they have it all. They're not just your typical big men. So while I've heard that argument before, they're not your typical big men. You can make case when you think of Jokic, you think of just a big guard, if you think, you know what I mean? A, a, a big with guard skills. What's a typical big man? Don't even have a typical big man now? Say DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> oh, man. He just, like, his game doesn't even yeah. translate into the NBA. Yeah. No. You got anything, Leo? Um, I, I really didn't. I was just, I just think that Embiid, like, I, I don't see why Bryant, I mean, favorites, yeah. Yoki is the favorite. He he may repeat as a as a two as an MVP again, but I'd be very surprised if MVP if MP is the MVP by like by at least some of these metrics out here, these papers, and I would be surprised if 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 B won. Heck, I would be surprised if Giannis won it again for the third time. He had a phenomenal season. He never he's had a great year, and he's he's carried the books at times when they haven't had anybody. Like every time I step up to the plate and play well, so shoot, I any of those three guys deserve it. Any of them, man. I wouldn't be sad if one if one got it over the other. Like, like I said, they need to bring three trophies up there and give them all to all of them. But we know that won't happen. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's true. Um, shoot, I'm leaning. I'm leaning toward Giannis though, man. The way that. The way he's been carrying the team, man, lately, I mean, he's leaning toward Giannis, bro. Because without that dude, bro, they just – they're like first-round exit, you know. But I'm going to ask you this, too. Do y'all think that postseason production should have a um, play effect in the, in the MVP award? No. No? It's a record. It's a regular – no, are you asking – do you want – should it or do you think – or what – are you asking, like, what the process is or what – No, thank you. Should it be? Should it be part oh, of the process? Be? Well, I, I feel like it should be two separate awards, one for the regular season, one for the postseason. That's what I believe. I mean, I think postseason – some – what you do in the postseason should have a part in it as well, man. Because in NFL, I think when Matt Ryan won the MVP, like part of what he did in the playoffs got him got him the, the award. But we'll see. Yeah, I think Leo. I think that 
you should keep those two things separated. Um, I think the MVP, which is made for an 82-game season, should not be changed off of of five games or should be changed off of a series. I think that you keep it. I agree with what Brian said. It, yeah, um, you should have, a, like like the NCAA tournament does, you have a, a win a wooden award winner when you uh, – that's the price of the best regular season. Do you have, a, you have mm-hmm. a, like a final – you have a, like a regional tournament – regional, like MVP. Do you have a final four MVP? Like those things should be remain separated. So I, I, I think that if you intertwine those things, it can kind of muck up uh, what someone may have done. For example, when Russell Westbrook um, in 2017, he was the MVP and they lost – his team lost – his team lost in the first round in five games. And while he had phenomenal numbers, he his his presence, like he wasn't in the po- it wasn't in the postseason very long. So how can you judge him based off that? You know what I'm saying? I think post <laughs> keeping those things separate, but you know, that's better. As in my opinion, keeping them separate. Okay. Yeah, man, twenty seventeen, that was like the last that was like peak Westbrook right there. Pete Westbrook, right there. That's that's my favorite player too. So it's kind of, it's kind of been it's kind of been hard seeing the fall, but you know, you all have seen me go to bat for him on Twitter. I'm going to keep going to bat for him. I think I still think he's a, he can he has elite parts left, but he the the elite complete player may be gone. Man, just I don't know, man. Maybe maybe he go to, if he go to Charlotte, man. Maybe he could like link up with Jordan, and he may be the one to like really him in. You know, that might be good for him. But he's played good ball the last few weeks. And Magic Johnson, you all—I know you all saw when Magic Johnson's appearance on first take. Yeah, <laughs> it's was, I'll let you guys then I'll say something real quick. He was going and he was talking about you know he was talking about the and I DB this is something I didn't want to interrupt you when you were talking earlier. That's so why I didn't say anything. But I, I kind of wanted to talk more about the demise of the Lakers or what everyone's talking about why they haven't been as good as they have been. And, you know, this kind of, you know, Westbrook's been getting a brunt of the complaints. And, and for some reason, and, and understandably so, um, when you're um, – my friend always tells me, your team has five Hall of Famers on it, future Hall of Famers on it. But but he's not – we're trying to understand, no, none of these players are in their primes. You have to understand it. Yep, the five – the best players on the team are past their primes, besides Anthony Davis. And I even think he may be past his prime. So, if people really look at it like that, so, but getting back to Westbrook, um, I think that the issue with him is he's too defiant of what people like. He's too defiant. His defiance is what has gotten him in this situation. So people don't feel sorry for him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one thing if he's not and he while he's a while all reports is a good guy. He's not really personable with the media. You notice how when he gets into the media, like he's just he wants to be a quote unquote smart book. Because when the because remember, I think it was, uh, after a game that they lost by, like he they asked him was the expectations of the season we supposed to meet. He said, "What about were those your expectations? How do you know what my expectations were? You know what I'm saying? So though he hasn't made friends, he hasn't made friends with people who would really like normally like if you're a likable guy in the media, they'll they'll they won't. They won't get on you too bad, but you notice there's really no sympathy from the media. And secondly, like Magic Johnson was talking about how Westbrook has played better the last few weeks, and I was like, why isn't nobody talking about that? But they were ragging him when he was playing bad. And like as a Westbrook fan, I always wanted to play good. So I I really want to ask y'all like, do when when when? Okay, so is trading Westbrook in y'all opinion 
the best thing for the Lakers to do, or do y'all think that you know what we had? We didn't see his help. We had thirty-one different starting lineups. So how are we gonna? How are you gonna like judge a team based off that? So what? Is, what does y'all think? What do y'all think? Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> Uh, man, this is tough. I like Westbrook at the end of the season, but I think it's best to move on. But if you can get the – like, a lot of people want Vogel gone or some changes, but if you don't get the right front office, I don't give a damn who the coach is going to be. It's not going to matter. So, if they bring Westbrook back, it can work if you get – I'm talking about the perfect roster. And that will require a lot of moves to be made and get younger and more athletic. And then you get and more shooting and defense, you got a shot. But if you don't, we could just see a repeat of this. And you could do all that, and you could still struggle. So I think you might you need you need to blow it up from terms of getting rid of Rusper. And what do you need though? You just need three really quality players or two quality players. That's that's what you need. That's very broad and generic. I need you to be specific. I can't think of. I mean, I can't. I can say maybe if you do the Charlotte trade, try to get Hayward and uh, and Ubre, <laughs> and that that would be. I don't want Gordon Hayward's contract on my team. Go Hayward. You got it. Look, Andrew Prone too though. Yeah, I might as well get keep Westbrook. At least I know we're gonna play most of them. If you're get yeah, but if you're getting rid of a contract, you got it. You can't you and you're not gonna give anyone if you don't want to give up picks and maybe do swaps, then you're gonna have to take on a bad contract. That's just what you're gonna have to do. Hayward's not necessarily a bad contract and he's actually very productive, but it's a bad contract. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not a bad. He is not a bad contract. He's only you're only saying he's a bad contract because of his age. But if you look at his production and numbers, and you're supposed to be a numbers guy, he puts up pretty good numbers. I'm not. I'm not saying he's a superstar or what he was when he was in Utah or even he wasn't what he, or even some parts of Boston. But I mean, he's not a washed up player. I don't think he's washed up. I just don't think he's worth as much as he's getting paid. That's just me. But you can say that about ninety percent of the NBA players in the league. That's fair. <laughs> Man, his his Boston run ended fast, though. Now nah, that was quick. That ended like, the way we remember the most. I don't know. I mean, the way I see it, man, this is it's a messed up situation, man. I think from the top with the ownership with uh, Jeannie Bus, um, let the uh, friends of the family run the team. <laughs> um, I guess in a pair, I'm assuming it's true because it's out there that uh, Kurt Rambis and his wife got a say in personnel. Um, you got Rob Planka. I mean, I know he has the uh, ties to Kobe, but who who thought that was a good idea to make him an agent, uh, a general manager? You know? The one thing I'm not saying they were thinking he would be this good, but Bob Myers, the GM for the Warriors, uh, he he was a former agent, so I can. Understand. You know me? Okay, but yeah, no, but I can understand. And like when, and the thing with getting an agent has a lot of relationship with players, and so you're trying to get star players. So I understand that's different running the team, though, man. The, yeah, but I understand the thinking behind it. Not saying that's what I would have done, but I understand the thinking behind it. But it's time for Palinka to go. It's been time, arguably. Uh, if, go, say ahead. What? go ahead, no, go ahead, man. I'll let you complete your thought, and no, I go, go ahead. ahead. 
That's fine. I, I, you can go, and then I'll go. Um, Palinka is a guy who helped orchestrate the trade to get us a, to get a championship. And you know, Lakers as as a, as a Lakers fan, he, as as a as a guy guys who like the Lakers, and we know this. Anthony Davis wanted to be a Laker. Rob Belinka had to get the right trade, and you know, from we we've had the debate. We we might say, oh well, he didn't. He he made some questionable moves, but that move got a championship, and you have to give him credit for that. And it, it wasn't just that easy, too. You had to they had to go through a few obstacles, but they got that championship. And I don't think that should be something that we just gloss over. And you say, oh, well, they have a super team, but hey, that man had to put that roster together, and it worked. You they blend with the veterans that we had in Rondo and um. Dwight and the, and the crew, and you had a good blender of mixture of veterans and rising up young guys. So I really think that he should get more credit than what he's getting. And I do think that uh, what you call it, Blinka should come back, and I think Vogel should be back too because the you cannot blame a coach for injuries. Now I can blame him. Now I can blame him for effort because there were times they just quit. Effort is what effort is what gets people. That's what I'm saying. Well, I was talking about this with someone who else is really some other people who are really knowledgeable about basketball as well as you guys. What does wins and losses wins and losses don't get coaches fired in the NBA? Lack of effort does. Cause you can teams will put up with you losing, but they won't put up with like an effort. And that's why really Vogel is it will, will be out of here, and I really don't want him to go, but. He'll be looking for trying to get his fifth head coaching job, well, fourth head coaching job, somewhere else next year. So, sadly. Uh, uh, one, a few things on Palinka. I see some of your points, but the AD trade. Uh, first of all, let's just keep it all the way hundred. LeBron doesn't come here if Magic isn't in, involved. Is that fair to say? Well, I I, I don't know that, but well, if, if right, you say well, so, yeah. I think LeBron's coming anyway, man. But no, I think LeBron's coming anyway, man. Yeah, but the the Lakers have to sell him. That's what people say. But the Lakers have to sell him. So we won't screw it up. They couldn't. <laughs> well, it they couldn't <laughs> screw it up. He wasn't. If, if they presented themselves like they're like they're a joke of a franchise, then he wouldn't have come. So I disagree when people say that. But Magic played a key role in that. The AD trade, number one. I mean, that's nice, but you can make a case he gave up way too much. That's my biggest issue with that trade. He did. He did. Uh, yeah. And the, Look, I'm fine with keeping Rob, but he needs a, he needs a right-hand man that's had experience in the, on building good programs. That's what he needs. I'm fine with him staying, but he needs a, a right-hand man in that front office. Maybe one, right. maybe two, but that's right. the only way I would keep him. All right, so based on what folks like Cowherd say says that LeBron is running the team, he has a big say in what goes on with the personnel. How accurate do you think that is? I think it's true. I, I agree with it. I mean, but that's what every superstar in the league, DV. Like, it's not just LeBron. Because um, I was watching – No, it ain't, bro. Nah. And not just LeBron, no, because Kevin Durant said they um the Nets talked to him about every decision. He had a I think it was not an interview, but he was asked about I think it was an interview. The Nets come in and talk to him about every decision that's made. They talk about whether they want to pick a guy with the team, whether they want to get this guy. You know, he was the reason why you know, you are LSU guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's the reason why Kevin Durant told them to draft Cam Thomas. And you know what I'm saying? And so like 
he's not just LeBron, but at the same time, you know, obviously when you're when you're LeBron James, you're gonna be your your wisdom is gonna be used. So I, I don't really I mean I think it's probably it's, he probably is running the team, but hey, when when you're the when you're LeBron James, who's gonna tell you no? So you're gonna have a big say so in what's going on. And you especially you've been on you're a winner. So when when people are winners and you're as good as he is, people are gonna gravitate towards you in terms of wanting to help you help wanting you to help make decisions. Yeah, but this is different, man. This is like this is the Lakers, man. Jeannie Buck the narrative is that she lost the team. The control of it. I disagree with that. Yeah, I I I, I can't say get you on that, but yeah, go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Let me go ahead. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. All right, so let me bring it back to uh Frank Vogel. Let me ask y'all this. Your honest opinion. Do y'all do y'all really think Vogel has is has the pedigree of being a Laker head coach? Mm. You, you know what I'm trying to say? We're getting that right. No, I don't. You be in that market. That's not that's not fair. He not he, that's not a fair question because it is. Because if you look look at a Laker head coach, do you He's doing the like fire, bro? He yeah. didn't have that's not his staff, bro. You gotta you gotta be a certain you got to be of a certain, you know, aura about yourself to be in that market, man. like a Phil Jackson. Um, um, guys yeah. that pass. I mean, you, got, you, just, you just can't be a, a Laker coach like that, man. Coach like that, man. Steve, and I disagree with your mindset on that. You want to know why? Because you, why? that mindset is based off of two head coaches that we've ever had, Phil Jackson and Pat Riley. Besides those two head coaches, we've had two great head coaches in our history. Well, one in the 50s, I forgot his name, but that's not the point. The point is, those two head coaches have led you, drove you to that narrative that you just have right now. <laughs> where every coach is, has what But still, We had Brian Shaw as the head coach. We had Byron. Oh, Brian. man, that was, just, that was a waste, man. That was. He was the Lakers head coach? Yeah. He was, no, he's talking about Mike Brown. No, but Brian Shaw was the head coach of the Lakers too. At one I point. thought he was an assistant. I don't think he ever was. No, he was an assistant. Yeah, he was. You talking about Brian? You talking about uh, Mike Brown? Mike Brown, and we had um Mike D'Antoni. Uh, we did have, and we did have Byron Scott. By Byron Scott too. But that flop too, though. Yeah, we brought him back twice. I think was Byron Scott was our coach twice. Yeah, when when Kobe was like on the last leg, the Lakers. Yeah, but still, man, you you, I felt like he was gonna do a ball to get fired, man. Yeah, I know he was bound to get fired, but it's like he couldn't even hold it down in Indiana with mm -hmm. uh Paul get P Jiggity, Paul George. <laughs> so to me, he's a failure coach, man. They got a championship in a bubble, and I'm gonna say it when when y'all everybody was rested up. LeBron had fresh legs, AD had fresh legs, and they won the championship. I'm not calling it a fraud, no, but it's just what it is. It's facts. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, man, think, I don't think he's a failed he, he, head coach. If you've been successful for the most part in two of your stops, then I don't think you failed. Uh, is he the has, has he been perfect? No, no one is. But, but all right, let's rewind. Rewind. Looking at it now, should Ty Lue got the job or Frank Vogel? Come on, bro. Come on. 
Well, what? Let's be real. Khalid wanted a five-year contract. He knew. So he knew, he knew the requirements of this specific. Was it fair? Did he deserve five years? Yeah, but that's why he turned it down. So it's not like they didn't offer it to him. They offered to him, but he wanted to pick his own staff, and he wanted five years. And so, uh, I, and and to be honest, I think Ty Lee is in a better situation because he has Steve Ballmer, who's the richest owner, so I would, I'm happy. I'd rather Tyler be there. I know the Lakers are a more historic franchise, but the better run franchise right now is the Clippers. You can say, you can say that, man. <sighs> man, and and you you say well, Vogel's not a Lakers head head coach guy. I mean, every, they haven't. I got this said, DB. You can't name any other great head coaches we've had besides Pat Riley. And um and Phil Jackson, he's t- and those were two head coaches. We had Dale Harris. We had who else? You know, saying it's about Dale Harris, Rudy Tom. Even though Rudy Tom Donovan is in the Hall of Fame, he's a Hall of Fame head coach. But at that point, he wasn't a head. Hey, we had Matty Johnson coach the team. So oh, Matty was oh god, he was the head coach of the team. So let's not let's not act like we just had all superstars. But I mean, Frank Vogel was just he's not the he's not the the John Gotti that we respect the head coach of the Lakers to be. So, like, you're not that persona. But, I mean, that doesn't disqualify this man. that He he led he led two teams in Indiana to the conference finals. Really should have been at least one of those, the NBA finals. Even though he had a hard time in Orlando. It's Orlando, man. Come on. He, Lakers, you, you, get, you, you win your championship your first year as a rookie head coach. You, you get to the playoffs your second year. This year has been a, a struggle, but really not – everything's not on Vogel because I feel like availability of players is important. Like, you have to understand that. Like, people are not – people are overlooking the injuries and just saying the team has been bad. That's a simplistic mindset to have. Like, the team – I'm not saying make excuses for the team. If the team's not playing well, say that. Okay, we're cool with that. We acknowledge that. But when people have simplistic mindsets of, oh, this team's just bad, they're not good. Well, take it into account. Injuries happen. The roster's over been flipped over overhauled a few times. When you're two take if you took the two best players off of any of both teams in the NBA and they didn't play uh, a, a, a portion of the season, you tell me if that team would still be good for most teams. So let's just take all that into account instead of just, you know, heaping the blame on vocal like he's he's just, you know, a, a average head coach. No, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying he's not. To me, he's not that with the guy that would be in LA. Man. To me, I thought I felt like it was it was bomb, doing bombers for at one point. That's how I see it. Oh. So who you bring in? Well, Brian, I prefer. I've already told you this, DB. Before I tell you again, I prefer Kenny Atkinson. I think he's really good. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm going to bed. Bro. You were at the Brooklyn, right? Say what? Was that the guy? You were at the Brooklyn, right? Yeah. He's a nah, good coach. Nah. Good coach. Yeah, right, they can be saying they can get too. Tell me who you guys want then. Tell me. Um, let me see. Let me start. Let me see with this. Uh, Doc Rivers, David Fisdale. What? I think Doc Rivers, David Hell Fisdale. Hell no. David Fisdale. David Fisdale. 
I would give he's real realistically, he didn't have a chance in New York and he didn't have a chance in, with the with the grid, even though he got the grid to the playoffs. And he didn't really have a chance. He got fired after his second season. He really didn't have a chance. And the Knicks, you know, are dumpster storm. So I would give Fizdale a chance. That guy is a good head coach. He has the potential to be a really good head coach. He's learning from the best coaches. Fizdale will be my top option. He's already on the staff too, so it wouldn't be an issue. But and I and I another guy who I really would think of, y'all, even though he's already been a head coach once, I think he's a seasoned guy who they could bring back. Um why not give Mike Brown another chance? Because I feel like you got to the playoffs with him the first year. That second year, he gets fired two games into the second – is his second season. It wasn't, you know, he's a guy it's, – he's, he's coached LeBron James. Um, that, That's a positive. He's won with LeBron James. That's a positive. So, I w- why not bring – those are my two guys, Mike Brown and David Fisdale. Uh Yeah. Real quick, DB, then I'll let you get. Good. I'd rather I'd rather bring Mike Brown than hire Doc Rivers. So I agree with you on that. Uh, who his of- offensive coordinator will be? Because Mike Brown's a defensive coach. So who his OC would be would be very critical. But uh, until Lakers Twitter will ride if it's Doc Rivers. So Quinn Snyder is another name that's been mentioned. But some people think he could go to the Spurs. Or I think if I'm Utah, I keep him. Quinn Snyder is a really good coach. If anything, you need to blow up your roster a little bit or retool your roster. But uh, if one Snyder is available, I'll take him. Uh, but, I, I mean, another name, Phil Handy, if you're going to go internal, I think he deserves an opportunity. He's someone who's uh, won a lot of championships where he's been, and I would like to see him get an opportunity. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the right one for the standpoint. It's just because you're pressure to win. If it's a development, if the Lakers are going to rebuild, he would be perfect because that's what people know him for. He's a development coach. But putting a development coach into trying to win a championship, that's, that's, you know what I mean? That's a lot. But we'll, we'll see how this goes. But, again, my top choice would be Kenny Atkinson. But he, another name is Darvin Ham with the, with the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. I, I would like him. But yeah, all right. I, I want to hear what you have to say, DB. <laughs> hey man, I take but I actually anyway. What do y'all think with John Keller Perry coming back, coming to the pros, man? Again? Yeah, I'm out. Oh, uh, no, I have to see his staff would be, but I, I think he's just made for college. That's just what I think. He got a lifetime contract. <laughs> Shoot, if I got a lifetime contract where I'm in, I'm staying my butt over there. Shoot. Hey, hey. But, DB, he flopped as a head coach and he was a GM. He flopped. He did. He did. He got the next to the playoffs, but they, they, they suck. They, they got swept by Jordan, I think. Yeah. He, got the, he did get the next to the playoffs. They did have a losing record, but hey, they got to the playoffs. So, but I, I, Calipari, I was just thinking of trying to think of, you know, DB, we, you and me was having the same mindset. I was trying to think of some college guys that they could maybe try. I was thinking Jay Wright from Villanova. I would love Jay Wright, but that's not going to happen. He, he belongs to college, man. He, when you're a college coach and a successful one, unless if your dream was to coach in the NBA, you would be crazy to leave. Billy Donovan, two championships, left to go to the NBA. Yeah, but Billy Do- he's Florida was a grind, and – he had accomplished so much. He just wanted a new challenge. It's the thing. Look, coaching the pros, it's easier to coach the pro 
it's just harder to win in the pros. But um, but yeah, J. Rod, that's not happening. Man, look, I'll agree with uh, Mike Brown. Mike Brown has enough experience to to learn, have learned from his mistakes. Um, knows LeBron. Um, coaching go been a on um, Steve Kerr staff for a hot minute, so. <laughs> that would be a, um, another shot. I think that would be a great to have uh, Mike Brown as a head coach. But if I'm the Lakers, I'll look at that, that Phoenix uh, staff, man. That's where it's at. Yeah. Phoenix or uh, Gold State staff, man, and see where's um out there. Because um, Kapuga's got a good coach in there with the green. So I'm glad they, they plucked him out before uh, the Lakers saw that. So, Well, then again, uh, green, I don't think that would have been a good idea to put green there for his first job with the Lakers, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> but I look at that Phoenix staff, man. Look at that Phoenix staff, though. You know, where did Willie uh, Green, where did Willie Green come from? Who? Where did Willie Green come from? Phoenix. Phoenix. He came from Phoenix, but was on um, Steve Kerr's staff, though, as a head coach, as a, um, an assistant. Oh, okay. So that's I, that's what I would do. Because they, you know, I would get the, you know, try to go at the uh, Golden State tree of uh, coaches to see what's out there because the Lakers need help with shooting, man. That's what the issue is with offense. They're terrible yeah. on defense as well. They're terrible like, like my goodness, man. They're terrible on defense. So we'll see. One more thing I was going to add. The thing with, again, the coach is nice and it's important, but if you don't like you were saying with the roster, the roster is the most important issue. What you can do to get you a roster that can not only be competitive now but for the future and with limited assets. That's why I would like Kenny Atkinson because he was part of look you guys don't you guys just don't I'm gonna laugh him I'm gonna laugh Kevin Durant got him fired bro Kevin Curry got him fired man we're gonna laugh him just because someone gets fired doesn't mean they're not a good gonna do it again. No no look think about why he got fired if you really want to get down to it. Yeah, but the team was, it No, but some of it, no, some of it was the relationship with Durant and um, Irving, and it's not like they didn't like him. They just maybe didn't. They they didn't go for bat for him. What do you think AD and LeBron would do, man? No, what do you think they gonna do? I don't know. But the one thing I'm saying is, the one look, all I'm trying, to, all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Nah, cause I think LeBron, Bro, no. LeBron gonna be a big part of whoever they hire. So yeah. AD, they gonna be. So if they if Atkinson gets hired, it'll no doubt it'll be because it'll be like I mean LeBron. They're not gonna hire him obviously themselves, but LeBron and K and Le, LeBron and AD will have had a part in it. So if Atkinson becomes a guy, I assume they won't do that to him. DB. The difference yeah. in that Atkinson situation, Atkinson was there before KD and Kyrie got there, so he had already been there. Like. And but so they didn't really have a hand in him, like in choosing whether he was the coach or not. But you know, if AD, if he comes, if Atkinson gets the head head gig, I mean, I assume AD and Le- LeBron will have some sort of respect for him. Yeah, but look, and just some look. One of the reasons why Kyrie and um, KD didn't like, well, maybe not like, but they had an issue with Atkinson. He he didn't start DeAndre Jordan over Jared Allen, and we've seen what that's proven to be. So when we say sometimes these players, we we love them to have a say in the, in their coach and all that. Doesn't mean they they know everything. This, those coaches are more 
more than just puppets out there. And so I, I want to be careful. And the Lakers, at some point, as much as they've given LeBron a lot of power, and I, I think maybe that power is a little overblown, too. Uh, at some point, they got to do what's best for the Lakers. Because as much as, like, Leo, you were saying earlier, everybody says yes to LeBron. Pat Riley didn't. And I think Pat Riley, I'm, I'm not saying everyone's Pat Riley, but I think Pat Riley knew what he was doing. A lot of people wanted Spolstra to be fired, and he's proven arguably to be the best coach in the NBA right now. So I think let the if he can get the right people, that's why the front office is key. Rob is nice, but he just isn't that type of guy. And so if you get the right front office and there's alignment between the front office and the coach, then I think um, you can have success. But the Lakers, like, again, if I was running the Lakers, this is what I would do. I would not extend LeBron, but I would go all in on this year, and then after next year, see how see how the season ended and take make my decisions based off of that. But I, I'm not gonna just go all in on LeBron from the from the standpoint of past next season if I don't feel like this team can really compete for a title. If we're gonna be middle of the pack, they might as well just blow it up. Yeah, it's tough, man. That's gonna be tough. So I mean, something's gonna happen in the off season. I don't know what's gonna what they're gonna do, but somebody's gonna get moved, man. I don't know what no how it's gonna happen, man, but somebody's gonna get moved, man. Somebody's gonna get moved. We'll see. All right, man. Moving right along. Next topic, last topic of the night. NBA playing games. I think it's safe to say that these will be the teams in the playing tournament in each conference. First, we're going to start on the West. We got Atlanta, Nice Seed, Taylor, the Charlotte Hornets. And we got the Cleveland Cavaliers back in the playoffs for the first time since, I believe, 2018. Back in, you know, Virgil being in the playoffs again since LeBron left the team against the Brooklyn Nets, a team that was pretty much on the verge of the NBA Finals last year. But um, then things in the line for them to go to the finals. So first game we're gonna predict breakdown is this uh Nets versus Cavaliers game. Uh, I wanna ask you either one of y'all who, who y'all got in this um this first player game between Nets and Cavaliers. I'm a, I'll go with the uh Nets and Cavaliers. Dog. See if Jerry Allen were playing I would be confident in picking the net in the Cavaliers, but when you have two guys like Kyrie and Katie, they're gonna the they're gonna teach you the two best players on the court. So in a game situation, winner take all, I'm gonna have to go with the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Yeah, I agree. The Brooklyn's just too much firepower. Same here. I go with uh Brooklyn Nets, uh too much experience, too much firepower. Those those guys are gonna come out uh, on fire, ready to um, take uh, send uh, the Cavaliers home. So I got them winning this game, this playing turn, this playing game. Next game, what about uh, Charlotte and uh, Atlanta? I think that's gonna be a good game. I think. Uh, I'll take this one first. I gotta go with my boy Astray. He's just proving it on the big stage. Charlotte's good, but. 
Uh, I, I just got to lean toward the team that I've seen do it on the big stage before, and that's Atlanta. And Trey Young, I wouldn't want to face the Hawks in the first round. I know they haven't been the same as they were last year, but they've shown if they can get it going, they could be a tough out. I really like um, the Hornets in this game. I think LaMelo Ball is a guy who's kind of like Trey Young, is 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 on the doorstep of getting to the playoffs for the first time. You saw what happened when um, Trey made it last year. He made on a run, like uh, Brian just said. I think Lamelo is ready to take that sort of leap. They year three, they year um, three leap, two leap. Pardon me, in terms of like getting to the playoffs and making a run. Because I feel that even though the Hornets may not be the best team, they have a lot of good young pieces, and I feel like. Well, Atlanta's not the same as they were last year. Like they just haven't been the same. Kind of have, kind of have wobbled their way to this point. Have really been Trey, 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 Trey does good or we do bad. That's kind of been the the philosophy this year, and I think Charlotte takes advantage of that. But um, guys, I do think if Brooklyn gets that seven seed, they're the best seven seed in in recent memory. Can y'all agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And right now we would get a rematch of Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. That'd be interesting. Ooh, yeah, that's true. DB, who would you have in that? I don't know, man. I got something I think about, man. I got. We were trying to hold off to next week, man. To my do the playoff, the playoff, the actual playoff previews next week. I got to think about that one. Man. It's hard. I have one question, if we could add it to it. Real quick. Go ahead, man. It's about the NBA uh, regular season and star players sitting out. Adam Silver talked about this, I think, today or yesterday. And I was wondering if the NBA should shorten the season, how many games do you think it should be? About 65, 65, 68 games. I think – I've been saying this. I think the season starts on Christmas, man. Yeah. Or at I'm, least – or not – well, not Christmas, but – at least Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving time for it. Not, not Halloween. That's a long season, y'all. You know, that's what I think. Yeah, I was thinking, I think that experience they had could have been uh, some, a model they could use going forward. This maybe 72 games. Uh, I think they need to get rid of back-to-back. So that's the number one thing they got to do. Expand rosters where you can have 17 active players. You can still do two-way players, but 17 players that can play uh, for the entire season. And then I think um, they should start the season around Thanksgiving, or I would probably start as soon as December starts. That's when I'll start the season. And then yeah, it ending it, I don't know. When do you, that's a tough one. Either, either late June or early July, that's when I'd, I'd try to end the season. But um, yeah, I think I think that's something that they should do. I think there's too many games, and if you get the right balance, you'll you'll be all right. And I think about 72. I saw Kyle Harrod; he put 68, 66. That that wouldn't be too bad. I think you should try to keep it 70, if possible. But uh, yeah, they got to shorten the season. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but. Uh... Yeah, this, in regards to this game, hey Leo, you still got that that, that thing against uh, Nate McMillan, the host head coach. Yeah. I remember this week, man. Man, people used to drag me hey. like the McMillan. They regressed, though, man. They have regressed. 
They overachieve. They overachieve big time. What did I tell you? He's not like he's he's a guy where you hit you hit he's Peter. vocal. You hit Peter. he's vocal. Yeah, he's vocal. Yeah, he's vocal. Yeah, he's ring vocal. Um, let's, let's not let's not see. He's uh, vocal. Whoa, he's let's vocal. Not vocal like that. He's got a championship. This, what a ring there. Put them. Put your ring on, Nate. Where's LeBron, man? Where's LeBron? So you th automatically think the not? I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but do you think the Lakers have a championship with any other coach? Do that bubble, yeah. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, We're in the bubble. I'm not sure. Not saying. I hope they ever go back to another bubble. I hope. <laughs> I think Vogel made a lot of really good adjustments, and not saying teams, other teams, could have done. He was kind of stubborn against Houston. He didn't want to go small until he ultimately had to. But uh, I think I think that Vogel deserves more credit than he gets. But it, it, it's an interesting debate to have. Yeah. All right. All right. But. Uh... For this game, I'm gonna go with the uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks, man. But this Charlotte team could be tricky, man, because one night they could play like they're top five seed in and like two nights after that they're like, "What they are? They are what they are, a playing team." So I don't think it's gonna be an easy game though for uh, the Nets to the Nets, the Hawks to win. But Trey Young, this is a game that Trey, Trey Young might have to go off in. So they'll win it though. All right, we'll head over to the West. We got the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're back in the playoffs in a long time against the L.A. Clippers. So I'm going to go up and start my pick with this one. Um, I would say if Clippers had Kyrie, not Kyrie, Kawhi and uh, PG-13, playoff P, this would be Clippers all the way. But Reggie Jackson, man, they, they, they got that third, that third wheel. And Reggie Jackson, so he could be a factor in as well. But I'm gonna go with the Timberwolves, man. I think uh, your boy Cat uh, shows up and he get this one done. What do y'all think? Yeah, I'm leaning towards T Wolves, but I won't be surprised if they do it. They're, probably, <laughs> they're a dangerous team. They have a lot of depth. They're versatile defensively, and they're really solid and efficient offensively. But I'm gonna because it's in Minnesota. I'll give the edge to the T Wolves. Minnesota Timberwolves have been a revelation this year. Give Chris Finch a lot of credit. I think a sleeper head coach of the year candidate uh, with what he's done with this Minnesota team. Um, Ty Lue as well, keeping that team together despite the loss of Paul George and Kawhi for a huge chunk of their season. But I'm really going with this Timberwolves team. I ride with it. I think. They're a team that gets that 17. I think gives Memphis problems in that first round. It really, Carthony Towns, you got Anthony Edwards. They're not the, – the the team that Jimmy Butler called soft is not their team no more. Those guys have grown up. They've matured. They've improved. They've developed. And those years of losing seem to pay it off with good players. And they have a really good core. And – this Minnesota team, I think, is too much. They're going to be a little too much for the Clippers, even though the Clippers just made the conference finals. But you know, that was with Kawhi Leonard, right? So, for I think for most of the run. So, well, you're going to have to. I don't think this. I don't think that team has it this year. But you never know. I the Clippers are a team that you never count out. They have multiple twenty point deficits that they came back from this year. So 
they're a team that that betters hate. So you have to, um, you can't ever count them out. Dejounte. Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think they they found yes. Rockets found his next protege and Dejounte Dejounte Murray. I think he's gonna be the next guy that they try to build around. So the key in that game is to, to stop him. But um, CJ guys like CJ McCullough gotta show up. CJ gotta show up. Um, Fred Ingram he has to show up. This is first. I think this is first time of being in a, in a playoff experience environment. So they got to show up in this game. But Jose Alvarado, a lot of guys on this team. But it makes sense the game will be at home. Hopefully they didn't win tonight. It's Portland. I think the Pucks can get it done. What y'all think? I'll take this one first. I agree. I'll go with this uh, Falcons, but I'm reading for this first LOL. I'm tired of all these Falcon fans gloating, sticking their chance test out. So, but yeah, I think the Falcons will just be a little bit too much for the Spurs. Yeah, I agree. I feel like um, Pelicans have a, y'all. They for a long time they've been a laughing stock of this league, but people aren't laughing anymore. They aren't. They have a really good the young roster. It's a blend of vets. I think San Antonio. Um, really good job by Pop for putting that team together and getting them even to this point. They weren't even really even trying to get into the play yet, but have played, have worked their butts off and got here. But New Orleans ends that run. I feel like Devont, like even though the, like, you, even though without Zion, uh, it's crazy. We never we thought Zion would be a key to this team making the playoffs, and we didn't see this team being really good without him. But it was crazy. This team has a chance to knock on the door and get into that eight man field in the West. I think they start by beating San Antonio. All right, man. They'll, they'll play. Uh, I think they play Phoenix. If I'm not mistaken, they yeah. the first, the first uh, seed, right? Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Like, last yeah. question this time. Last question. Wait, well, can I ask uh, Leo a question? I don't know if he ever answered. What if you were the NBA commissioner? What would you do with the regular season? How many games would you make it be? I'm about my money. We're gonna play. We're gonna keep it 82 games. What are you talking about? I'm doing nothing. Simple. <laughs> less games equals less money. It's about money. Yeah, but, I'm a. I'm the commissioner. Uh, I, but you would, you, would you make the season longer? Would you 
eliminate back to back, so you would change something, right? I would change. I would make the season longer, but I'm not changing the amount of games. Really, I would make the season. Uh, I would eliminate back to backs, but I'm not making the season any shorter. We're playing 82 games. It's been 82 games since uh, the beginning of the NBA. So, pretty much. So, we're not going to change that. So, would yeah. you expand rosters? Yeah, we can. Yeah, because yeah, I do think that two way contracts. And yeah, I, I feel like. Like, expanded rosters would benefit a lot of teams, obviously. Would benefit every team, pretty much. So, yeah, I would make it – I would make it an 18 – 17 or 18-man roster. All right. Yeah. All right. Is it? Is it? All right. Last question, man. Like, I know we're going to talk more about this as the playoffs, you know, get started, progress. It's going to be a long month, a couple of like, – next two months, playoff tough for the most part, but – I want to ask y'all right now, good feeling. Who you got going to the finals? Right now. <laughs> Based on what we've seen. I'll take this one first. Uh... <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I know. I got. I have one, I have two teams in mind. I just don't want to say them because it, it's going to be on record me saying this. I'm going to go with cool. – <laughs> You have oh. the right to change your mind. The plan. Go ahead, make you change your mind. It's, it's early. My, it's early. My, my goodness. I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies and the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> y'all know I can't stand the Grizzlies, but oh, 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 I'm going to have to go with the Grizzlies. And the, I just don't think the Suns, the Suns are the best team. The Suns seem like the best team to pick, common sense wise, but. I just don't think – I think somebody's not getting back that got back last year. And if I were to pick what? somebody, it would be the Suns. Bro, you know what, man? If the Grizzlies go to the finals, I'm going to go downtown to check it out, check out the scene. That's going to be crazy. That could be historic, man. Nah, it's going to be crazy, all right? It's going to be crazy. Bro, that's like – bro. I never, man, that'd be crazy, dude. The Grizzlies in the finals, man. That's and like I'll the... see. Go ahead. Yeah, that's like the Bengals making the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So you got okay. So I'll say I'm like you, man. I got two other teams, but I think right now, man, my gut feeling, and I could be wrong on this. I think we heading toward a rematch, man. Then we got Milwaukee and um. Milwaukee and Phoenix in the, in the rematch in NBA Finals, man. But right now, Giannis is just on fire, man. I think he's going to win the MVP again. It's just clicking at the right time. Bro. I know uh, Chicago, not Chicago. Uh, Miami's the number one seed. Boston is trending up. But I think Giannis will come through. But uh, in the West, you're right about that, man. Phoenix may come in that sleeping, bro. They might come in that sleeping. I guess a team like Memphis, like Memphis. Um, John Moran is just, you know, he's not afraid. He's not afraid. Um, good player. It could be – and then Phoenix might have difficulty stopping We don't know yet. And don't sleep on the Warriors, man. Do not sleep on the Warriors, man. That's all I'm going to say. Don't sleep on them. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I, I'm going to – I just want to – I'll say something different, but I, I – I, I'm leaning towards maybe a rematch. I'm going to go with something wild. I'm going to go with the Suns. I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. 
I was thinking that it, I was really thinking Bruh. that, Brian, but I didn't want to, like, I'm just scared. Brooklyn's a terrible defender, man. Defensively, yeah, man. No, that's going to kill them against, like, a good offensive team. And, a, like, yeah, their defense is terrible. But go ahead, Brian. What's the logic? Yeah, I said Phoenix and uh, um, Brooklyn. Something wild. That's what I want to see. And that's no, but I what's your reasoning? Uh, my reason. Um, for Phoenix, they've just been the best team through the West. Why? Uh, it'd just be wire to wire. And for Brooklyn, I think they they want the Bucks. Like if you could tell them outside of the Sixers, if you could have told them they could have faced any team in the first round, they probably would have said the Bucks. They feel like they should have won that series last year. So I, I think they get their revenge. Uh, but I think they have to do it in the six. If it goes to seven, I like the Bucks. But um, I think that what well, I think once you get that, I think there could be another upset. The Heat, I think they should probably beat the Hawks or the Hornets, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of those teams beat. But uh, I, I like I just think Brooklyn is on a revenge tour, and I and I don't know and I don't think they'll get Simmons back, but I like what they have, uh, and I think. I think they're on a revenge tour because they, they know that they basically have really one or two more opportunities because KD, as good as he's playing, he ain't going to be playing like this forever. So they got a short window. They really got this year and next year. So I think they, <laughs> they come in here motivated and shock some people. So you have – so, Brian, you have Brooklyn versus, versus Phoenix as your finals prediction. I have Memphis versus Milwaukee. And, DB, you have – Phoenix versus uh, uh Milwaukee again. Okay, okay. We have the right. We reserve the right to change our minds. <laughs> yeah, it's still zero still, man. But yeah, that would be cool, man. If, if Memphis goes to the finals, man, that'd be that'd be nice, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think they'll win the city over by that by doing going to the finals? Or they got to win the championship over the Tigers. You can you can make case say they have the city right now. Well, nah, nah, yeah. dude, bro. Nah, nah bro. Nah, bro. Nah, dude. They don't have a city, bro. Yeah. They ain't got the city, man. Yeah. No, they don't. They ain't proving nothing, dude. They, they ain't moving nothing, man. They ain't proving. They ain't moving nothing. I can tell. I can tell on social media. They're not. It's about the Tigers, man. Like when Memphis is better, when the Tigers are better, like because we've had the Grizzlies were, were bad for so long, and the Tigers were so good for so long. Like we we so used to the Tigers. We used to the Tigers. We're not used to the Grizzlies being good. Like this, yeah. It, 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 I think the last time we went the run like this was like, like 2014, 2013 when we played uh OKC in the, in the uh, West Conference Finals. Yeah, the Spurs. That was the Spurs. The Spurs. Oh, that was the Spurs in twenty thirteen. We played. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago, man. But nah, they're not. They're not moving mm-hmm. yet, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have a championship, man. But it'll be cool though. You got anything else to add, man? Um, All right, one more thing. One, one last question, bro. One last question. The wild, <laughs> the wild card, man. Does Zion come back? No, I don't no. think they let him. I feel like he wants to, but I don't think they let them, and I don't think they should let him. Y'all saw his stepdad. What's up? Y'all saw his stepdad said, "Bro, let me tell you something." Joey Collada. I thought that was the last guy that have a plug like that. Designs people. <laughs> who is who is that? Huh? Who is Jordy Collada? I heard the name. Dude, I only heard the name. Bro, he like the go-to guy for LSU, man. Okay. He independent, too. 
Mm-hmm. But I didn't think he had that plug like that. I really did. But we'll see, man. But I don't think, oh man. It's just, I don't know what to believe with this design, man, because you got reports coming out from the media, the beat guys, then you got stuff coming out from this guy. So I don't really know what to believe with that situation. We'll see. All right, that's all I have for y'all for right now, man. Give us a like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Let us know how you feel. Also, in the description box below, check out strikesellersports.com for this content of the NBA, NFL, and more. We'll have our NBA playoff preview next week between both conferences, the East and the West. Also, West Conference Finals preview, NFL draft content, NFL mock draft content. That's all we have for y'all for right now. Last night, peace. We out.